What do you do in the time of a global pandemic when you have a shortage of health personnel? Well, if you're a wealthy country like the United Kingdom, you poach them from poorer countries like Nigeria, where health workers are poorly paid and enjoy less than stellar conditions of service. Britain was set to add another 58 Nigerian doctors to our workforce two weeks ago, but the move was thwarted by the Nigerian Immigration Service, who refused to allow the doctors board a charter flight that was waiting to whisk them to the UK. The immigration authorities insisted the doctors didn't have the necessary visas needed to travel. However, representative of the Nigerian Medical Association said the doctors had received an exemption from the British government. So, did the United Kingdom quietly tweak its policy so it could bring in health workers? Should rich countries be able to recruit medical staff from poorer countries, especially at a time of a pandemic? What are the implications of this for Nigeria and for other countries who spend resources training their medical personnel only to see them depart in search of greener pasture? Hello and welcome to NOW, our podcast which examines significant stories in and about Nigeria. I am Bumi Yakini. Dr. Philip Ekwe is the Secretary General of the Nigerian Medical Association of Nigeria, Abuja. He says there is a good reason why doctors are fleeing Nigeria. Even as we are talking now, there are doctors in this country. We have thousands of doctors that are not even engaged, that are unemployed. That's why the pandemic. So have we utilized unemployed ones? Doctor and physician Jude Ero explains why Nigerian doctors are in high demand. One of the things that we inherited from the British was a very rigorous scale training. It's actually quite uh, <laughs> when you're in there you do not realize it, but when you come out you you know. Filmmaker and music producer Femi Lasode dreams of a day when entertainment will become Nigeria's highest income earner. And my vision for the Nigerian entertainment industry is that one day our cultural products, if packaged right, will, will compete and surpass our all exports globally. When the story broke that 58 Nigerian doctors had been stopped from flying to the UK, there were mixed reactions. Some believed the action of Nigerian immigration was hapt, especially as the UK was not known to have a policy of visa exemptions for Nigeria. Others saw it as an authoritarian move. Now, her exclusive investigation has gotten to the bottom of what happened, and it would appear the British have quietly, without fanfare, introduced a visa exemption policy for health workers, including those from Nigeria who want to work in the UK. My colleague, Juliet Obata, investigated the story, and she joins me now. Juliet, there was confusion to begin with regarding whether these health workers have permission to travel to the UK, what did you find out? Yes, so when we saw the story in the papers a few weeks ago, we knew it was difficult for anyone to travel to the UK without a visa. And we also knew that for medical personnel to travel to the UK, they must have the Tier 2 general visa if they have been offered high-skilled jobs in the UK. As at the time the news broke, we knew that the UK did not have any visa exemption program for health workers who were traveling from countries outside Europe. But we also knew that because of the pandemic, some countries were trying to show up their medical resources, including personnel, so as to do justice in battling the pandemic. 
And did they confirm if they indeed started the scheme? Yes, we had to send an email to the news desk of the British Home Office at about 2.30 p.m. Nigerian time on Tuesday, the 14th of July, seeking clarification on the story about the 58 doctors who were intercepted at the Muritala Mohammed Airport and to find out if they indeed got visa waiver papers to travel. Yes, and Elizabeth Roberts replied us at 3.01 p.m. Nigerian time, saying, Hi, Juliet, as visa waivers are a matter for the Home Office, I'm copying my colleague Aaron, who can look into this on behalf of the Home Press Office. Then about a few minutes later, that's about 3.12 p.m. on the same day, I got another email saying they are updating the Home Office copy list. And at 3.41 p.m., I got a mail from Chapman Chloe, saying thanks liz i'll pick this up hope you're well so i eventually got a proper reply from calvary tom from homeoffice.gov.uk there ukhomeoffice.onmicrosoft.com which reads please see below some background information in response to your earlier query all the best from for now he goes on to give a background of um, how they were given permission to travel. I'll read it out. Permission to travel was approved for a flight from Nigeria to London for 57 individuals on Saturday, 11th July. Anyone seeking to work in the UK requires the appropriate permission under the immigration rules. Those applying from overseas will require a visa. In a very limited circumstances where an urgent need to travel has been identified and the visa application process cannot be completed, a permission to travel without a visa might be considered. There is no formal paper issued to a traveler when this is exceptionally agreed. Bumi, you agree with me that this email is so vague. <laughs> yeah. So I got, I got this email at 8.38 p.m. local time. I replied immediately, thanking him for his response. And then I sent another email a few hours later seeking further clarification and then asking him to respond to comments on social media which say the uk's action in trying to recruit doctors from developing countries whose medical system are already under strain at a time of a global pandemic is reprehensible and of course you know how that one went i didn't get any reply <laughs> so so what sort of conversation is going on in nigeria now regarding health workers leaving nigeria for europe from all indications, I emailed to the British Home Office, forced them to release a press statement at about 4.30 local time. The same day I sent my email, stating that the Home Secretary and Secretary of State and Social Care have announced a healthcare visa, which will be launched in August. So this visa is meant to be cheaper, quicker, and easier for health workers. Well, people are saying that it suggests that the British Embassy or the British meant to keep this visa waiver for health workers a secret. But you know, our curiosity made them release a statement. They are saying that it is very deplorable for the British to even think of poaching medical personnel in the time of a pandemic. You know, these doctors have been rigorously trained in Nigeria. It is only fair that, you know, they serve the same system that trained them. Mm. And I think they, they actually have a point there. Okay, thank you, Juliet Obata. Thank you very much, Bumi. One of the battles being fought by health and medical professionals in Nigeria is against poor salaries and conditions of service. Alo Ogechi, who is a nurse in one of the federal medical facilities in Nigeria, tells me that the condition of service for health workers in the country does not leave much to be desired. There is nobody that is working in Nigeria as a civil servant 
that will tell you that the condition of service is good in Nigeria. So that equally applies to the message. So when it comes to money and Nigeria, you know what it is like. When you go to a place where the condition of service is better, when you can put in the same um, time and the same service and they pay you more and they respect you, is it not better? Like nurses, when they go to U.S. or maybe they go to London, the condition of service when they work is better than when they work here. So what are some of the challenges you're facing as a health worker in Nigeria? The problem we are having in Nigeria here in medical system is ego, ego, ego. Some groups think that they are more superior than others. As such, that other groups should bow before them. And that is the problem. And you know, when two elephants are fighting, the patient will be the one that will suffer. I am a nurse. I'm in the system. And medical profession is different from nursing profession. While pharmacists and um, medical lab um, scientists are different. And um, when you take care of a patient, the common goal is to make sure that the patient is okay and go home safely. But when you come to a place where a particular group will assume that they are the most um, superior. The fight will ensue. That is what is happening. We are in a country that believes that if you are not a doctor, you have not started. Share with us some of the experience you've had working in a federal hospital. An average person will come to a hospital and tell you, I want to see a doctor. Even when you, the nurse, you are nursing or taking care of the patient, what they know is the doctor. Even the medical lab technician, even the record clerk, they call everybody doctor. Either they tell you, I want to see the doctor, or they'll tell you, I want to see the nurse. That is the, the thing. And it has made um, the foundation in Nigeria that so many parents, they believe that if you are not a doctor, you have not started. You know, we have this kind of mentality that um, people don't want to even ask their children what they want to be, what they can do. Can they really be a doctor or can they be a nurse? You know, you see people pushing their children and by the time they force their children to do what they don't want to do, that is where you see lapses in medical fields. Nigerian doctors are said to be very skilled and in high demand all over the world. In Europe, America, Canada, South Africa, and the United Arab Emirates. And the training at the medical schools in Nigeria are top-notch and modeled after British curriculum, which makes them highly sought after globally. But this does not seem to impact on the healthcare system in Nigeria. Indeed, the outbreak of the COVID-19 pandemic has helped to expose the many inadequacies in the health system. Juliet Obata spoke with Dr. Jude Ero who is a medical doctor with a private hospital, and he says the deplorable state of healthcare facilities in Nigeria needs to be upgraded. Yeah, and we have Nigerian doctors who are everywhere. Nigerian doctors are in Australia, Nigerian doctors are in Canada, Nigerian doctors are in, in United Kingdom, in America, in South Africa, you know. In particular, our training, because of um, one of the things that we inherited from the British was a very rigorous medical training. Actually, quite... Uh, <laughs> When you're in there, you do not realize it, but when you come out, you, you know. And secondly, the conditions under which we train tend to, and, and it's self-selection process of doctors, because if you, most of the people in medical school are people who excelled 
academically in secondary school. And so they tend to self-select from medicine. I'm not saying that doctors are the most intelligent people. I'm just saying that, you know, um, many intelligent people go into medicine. So at the end of the day, what you tend to discover is that given the poverty of resources and the high skills of these people, when they go abroad, they tend to excel. So yes, they are in high demand yeah, all over the world. Are doctors more remunerated when they go abroad than in Nigeria? Yes. By what margin? There are doctors in Nigeria right now who have spent 27, 8 years, you know, um, trying to qualify and practice medicine. And they come out and some of them begin with a salary of 60000 70000 I'm not kidding. Okay? And then they perhaps move up and maybe get salaries of 150000 And if they are lucky to get good places to house job, they get paid maybe 180000 or something like that. A registrar in somewhere around 300,000, right? The, so it's very difficult to find um, um, a non-specialist who earns up to 500,000, okay? A doctor in the U.S. probably earns, the, the lowest paid doctor in the U.S. will probably earn about $10,000 a month, which is, which is about 4.5 million, oh, sorry, about 4 million, given the interest, given the, you know? And if you are a specialist in some, you know, um, high-paying specialty, the neurosurgery or um, other forms of surgery, you can earn up to a million dollars a year at before tax. Even if you, even if you are tax efficient, you're still going on with about 500,000, you know, a year. That's for specialists. But I happen to know that if the salaries of doctors were to be improved, right, not even, not even to the standards that ensure them decent um, life and existence in Nigeria, many of them would not travel abroad. So it's not just about the money. It's also about the ability to provide a decent standard of living and the infrastructure that, you know, they are faced with or they are forced to work with in Nigeria. What will make your life better as a doctor in Nigeria? Uh, well, <laughs> it's not what we can do. It's... It, what should be done is well known. The government is not interested in healthcare, and this short-sightedness of the government of the government being interested in healthcare is has been, you know, exposed with the COVID-19 um, um, pandemic. You see, the assumption is that if you have enough money, you can buy healthcare, but that but that is not really true because if you have an emergency, by definition, an emergency is a condition where you have where the patient has to be treated immediately or he or she will die. So if you have an emergency in Nigeria uh, or the person is not treated immediately, there's probably no time to fly the person abroad no matter the amount of money the person has. And we have seen that occur time and time again. So to the, to the question of what the government can do, the government knows what to do. And, and the first thing is to declare a set of emergency in the healthcare sector and other sectors of Nigeria because health does not stand alone and concentrate on this. How are doctors and nurses who have left the country in search of better opportunities doing. Jude Omugbaramuko is the founder of Prudent Heart Care Foundation, a registered nurse and a cardiothoracic nurse specialist, who is currently working in the United Arab Emirates, UAE, as a clinical instructor. He tells Juliet Obata that his experience working as a nurse in Nigeria for more than 11 years was not a palatable one. He is grateful for the opportunity to work in established and specialized medical facility in the United Arab Emirates. 
Um, I worked in Nigeria for over 11 years and um, five years with the Delta State University Chin Hospital, Ogara. My experience in Nigeria was really um, not so palatable for me. All through my work as a nurse in Nigeria, I had um, challenges ranging from um, non-payment of salary or delay in payment of salary for more than one or two months. Um, not having the uh, equipment to work with. The practice was also um, dwindling and going down the drain. So I needed a challenging environment that will also help to spur my career to um, where I wanted to be. So I had to take a leave and um, I'm currently practicing in the United Arab Emirates. Um, so far, it's been really good and um, it's been a challenging experience also for me here. Um, meeting people from diverse culture, uh, even the patients. The practice here has been really, really worth the time and the while. My take is that Nigeria has a long way to go in, in really taking the healthcare system to where it should be. So we have so much to do. Let's look inwards and do something more for um, the country. Even if we have to move, we should still remember home. There is no place like home. Okay. How is the remuneration compared to what is obtainable in Nigeria? The remuneration is really nothing to compare. You can't compare the remuneration here in the Western world with what you have back home in Nigeria it's even more than 10 times what we earn back home and um, though we know that the taxes are really high but it's uh, relatively it's um, you have something to fall back to like we usually say when we worked in Nigeria that um, the salary is not even enough the take home is not even enough to take you to the gates not even take you home so um, the, the thing is you can't, they're just incomparable. You can't compare the remuneration in any ramification. You can't. Are health workers in high demand in the United Arab Emirates? Are there better opportunities over there? Oh, yes. There certainly lies opportunity overseas. There are much more opportunities than we even can imagine. Uh, we have so many subspecialties which one can delve into. Um, we have um, limited specialties in Nigeria, but we have much more one can decide to um, specialize on. Uh, here in UAE, the practice is also way different. Uh, we, we, we tend to work with, um, with um, high, highly sophisticated equipment. Um, the state-of-the-art facilities and most of the facilities here are Joint Commission International Certified, which is uh, one of the highest um, authorities that certifies hospitals. There are a lot of opportunities. Health workers are really needed here in the UAE. Doctors, nurses, paramedics, lab scientists, pharmacists, they are all in high demand. So um, not as if I'm really encouraging the brain drain, but we just have to um, make a living, that's the truth. 
The Nigerian Medical Association of Registered Doctors and Nurses, NMA, has more than 35,000 members from 36 state branches, including the Federal Capital Territory. Juliet Obata spoke with the Secretary General of the Association, Dr. Ekwe Phillips. She asked him about the welfare of doctors in Nigeria. It's for somebody to leave his house and go to the airport to board a flight without a visa has to be looked into critically. These are medical doctors. They are not, they are not illiterate. So if you also notice, the visitor centers have not been working. The United the UK embassy is not working. Many embassies have been closed down. So if it is critical for you to travel to any country, that means they will not be able to grant you visa in your country of abode. That's where you stay. So most likely, you have to get the country's visa as you land. And that's what happened to the doctors. They granted them a waiver that as they land in the UK, they will give them visa. And then the uh, immigration refused to understand that, which is very unfortunate. I mean, that is even trampling on the fundamental human rights. I mean, there are many countries, even in the normal times when there is no COVID, that you travel and as you land, they give you visa. So now that UK embassy is not working in Nigeria because of COVID, the visa centers are not working because of COVID. I mean, it's only reasonable that if the UK government or an agent, agency wanted to come to the UK, so it's okay, fine. If they are coming to the UK, I will organize a private jet for you. Then you have to, we have to give you a waiver where you land. That is uh, what happens. It didn't make any news that somebody is traveling to the UK without a valid visa when he has a paper that visa will be granted to the person as he lands. Hey, but the immigration need to do so confirm with the UK uh, uh, home office that is it true? Like by profession, is it right? Is it ethical for them to leave a particular country when there is a pandemic? to leave their own country, to go to another country and well, treat patients? Even as we are talking now, there are doctors in this country that are not even engaged, are not, they are unemployed, despite the pandemic. So have we even utilized the unemployed ones? Okay, so... You, you understand what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, I understand what you're saying. But uh, why, why, why are they underutilized? We have thousands of doctors who are not employed. Why are they not employed? Pandemic. Consider the fact that we need more hands at uh, isolation centers and at the front lines. How come they are not employed? Well, I'm not able to answer that question. It's government that should answer that question. These doctors want a job in this country. This is the time that everybody that is a doctor, everybody that is a medical, a healthcare worker, should be employed to fight COVID. But they're not employing them. So what do you expect them to do? They have to go and look for a way to fend for themselves. Other countries are needed. That's a good thing. There's this perception that makes me feel, or other people would feel, that you know that doctors are more more interested in how much they are paid than the passion of uh, restoring health. Or can I ask you a question? Are you not interested in how much you are paid in that place that I work? I am. I am. By half, will you continue to work there? We should all realize that it's not you know not as hard the passion for the job. The doctors still have to pay rent. He still has to eat. He still has to pay school fees for his children. Are you paying school fees for them in Nigeria for the doctors and their children? What doctors are earning in this country is less than $1,000. There is a doctor that is earning less than $1,000. You lose outside this country, you earn $4,000 more. And so the country should do this needful. We're not even talking about just the money, even the facilities. Are they good enough? Have you not seen how COVID has exposed the healthcare, the healthcare system? This was even acknowledged by the uh, uh, Secretary of the Government of the Federation and also the Minister of Health. And everybody knows that. So I don't think the doctors can be blamed in any way for going to the airport to fly out. We have COVID, we have problems, we need healthcare workers. Government should utilize them, but they're not utilizing them. When this will have stayed one month, one, one year, two years without job, what do you expect them to do? 
Sudan and Mr. Alu Air, no, they have to travel out when they are looking for their services elsewhere to feed their family, to take care of their parents, and take care of themselves. So if you are going to advise the, doctor, uh, the government, what are you going to tell the government to do, probably in the short term, to keep these doctors back home in Nigeria? The government should improve the healthcare facilities in the country. Then government should pay their doctors, irrespective whether they are federal doctors or state doctors. Government should be able to create employment. Even the hospitals that are working, they lack doctors. Well, one of the reasons why people are living are two major things, poor facilities and poor pay. So it's not a, a rocket science thing. I'm sure you are aware of the discussion in National Assembly and other places. On the corruption, those amount of money you're talking about is enough to turn our health system to super health. What is the budget for health in this country? And what is the budget for National Assembly? And what is the budget for that? What is the budget for education? I think we're not placing a priority right. That's how I put it. Yes, I know Nigeria is a poor country compared to the U.S. and China and many other places and the U.K. But health is one thing that they should take as a priority. If you are sick today, you cannot call me on this phone and discuss what I'm talking about. If you want a workforce that is productive, you have to make sure that that health is taken care of. Veteran movie maker, director and music promoter Femi Lasode doesn't think the migration of doctors and any other professionals for that matter to Europe is a brain drain. He explains to Abdul Okwecheme the importance of international migration to human development. The doctors uh, and all those that are trying to leave Nigeria, they go basically because they want to be acquainted, they want to be acquainted the latest technology in the area could acquire as much experience as one can, make the connection, because that's one of the beauties of having schools and gone abroad. After all, all our founding fathers, hardly any of our founding fathers did not travel abroad. From thick onwards, they all traveled abroad to get to enhance their skills and came back to develop their country. And I think that should be. So I don't blame young people or anybody for that matter wanting to go abroad acquaint themselves with new technologies, acquire new skills, and make connections. Connections is the number one important reason why you go abroad. You make connections so that to enhance your, your field of endeavor. From the benefit of your own experiences, because you have been president of P-Man, you have had a record company, you have produced one of the best acclaimed movies, the Shongo. Can you... From that standpoint, tell me about the challenges in this industry vis-à-vis -vis the time you were there and up to now. Nigerians are very skillful, very, very talented. That's, that's to me, is a starting point. The problem with Nigerian entertainment industry is not so much as the talent. It is the supporters, the, co the clients, the customers. Nigerians, do they like to put their hands in their pockets and bring out their money? That's the issue. That's why the entertainment industry is not thriving as it should be, lack of support from the customers. Look at piracy, for instance, as a typical example. The issue basically is they prefer buying works that are cheap on the market than buying the original stuff. Our entertainers are very, very talented. They can stand up against anybody in any part of the world, in any field of endeavor. I think downloads have taken care of piracy. Do they see pirates like that when people can buy online and then downloads and all of those? Look at my for Shogo film. My Shogo film is being sold online, as an example. 
I have not gotten one cover from it. You know, people call me and tell me, oh, your film is online. You know, but you know what was the amazing thing? What they're selling on, online is how I even get to know. It's because what they're selling online without my permission is not complete. What's the future of music here, if you must say? My PhD work is the impact of globalization on the distribution of the Nigerian movie. My dream and my vision for the Nigerian entertainment industry is that one day our cultural products, if packaged right, will, will compete and surpass our all exports globally. This packaging you are talking about, who is supposed to package it? Who is responsible? This is their job. You, you, as the artist, you, you work, you, uh, you put your work together, you hand it over to a distributor. The distributor has its outlets overseas, both locally and overseas. He or she is the one that is now going to use all the technology available to ensure that the foreigners or people overseas get aware of the work, get to hear the work, and support the work financially. That's these are the distributors. That's what is lacking. That's the missing link. Where are distributors? Femi, there's some school of thought that believe that people like you got intimidated out of the industry by the digital world and the kids who literally have taken over every space. Is that right? Well, I work on digital age. Most of my work are digitalized. My studio went from analog to becoming a digital studio. So we followed it up. We grew up in the digital age. The most important thing is we need distributors. We need distributors for our fashion. We need distributors for our artwork, global distribution for our music, global distribution for our movies. That's actually kind of escape distribution. Very, very important. And we welcome the distribution age. You can sit in your house, and with a digital age, you can now distribute your work globally all over the world. But where are the outlets? And that's what we need to enhance. You know, there should be... The uh, central point, which is missing, which I keep on harping on, that central point distribution point. Femi, on a final note, what word of advice will you give young artists who are coming into the uh, industry now, particularly this period of pandemic? What advice will you give to them? It's a perfect period for you to enhance and practice your craft. Practice, practice, rehearse, perfect what you're doing, and uh, practice your craft. Whatever it is, practice, 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 we yeah. And that's it on this episode of Now. I am Bumi Yakini.